hello and welcome back to episode two of DC to Cali um, about my life. This is the host, uh, D'Angelo Ned, and I believe we left off uh, where um, I was pretty much saying a little prayer to to get me out of the situation I was in. And um, the next day, my my grandmother had come in and picked me up. Uh, my grandma lived in in Northeast D.C., uh, which was, you know, a step above Southwest. Um, but it still had its its normal, um, you know, flaws in the sense of drugs and alcohol, violence, things like that. So, um, you know, having the upbringing that I had in the sense of um, kind of caring for myself and things like that, um, that definitely uh, kind of transferred over to um, to Northeast. Uh, my grandma was was my rock. Like she was a a strong woman. Um, she never never spanked me, never hit me, anything like that. But she she had this look that put like the fear of God. Like she just had this look about her. Like she would look at you, and Mike Tyson would turn into Michael Jackson. Like that's the type of like look she would give you when you knew you had done something wrong. Um, but my grandma was real big on making sure that I obviously went to school, did well in classes and things like that. Um, And during this whole time, when I moved with my grandma, I was still uh, going to TNT or Tuesday Night Tutoring with the Clowens. So they were still a major part of my life. Um, And this was was third grade. So third grade and fourth grade is when I was living with uh, my grandma. And, um, you know, it was a step above, obviously, my mom um, in a sense of you know, making sure that things were paid, never having to worry about stuff like that. Um, you know, she had a car, so being able to transport me around um, was was a huge, huge help. And so, you know, she made sure that I made it to tutoring on time. She actually made sure that I went to church every Sunday. Um, and that was kind of what led her into, into uh, the church life as well. Um, when third and fourth grade came around, um, it was a good time, you know, met a lot of different new friends, uh, never really had problem in that, in that area as far as meeting friends and things like that. So um, that part came easy, um, but it was just trying to figure out, like, what, what am I doing and where am I going to go? So with my life, I mean. Um, and I know that's kind of a thought that you might be thinking, well, you're in third or fourth grade. But yeah, that was stuff that I, I thought about, like, what am I going to do um, and who can I look up to? Um, and so, you know, obviously, Mr. Clowen and Dexan were two of those people who I did look up to. Um, and during that time, uh, Mr. Clowen was a lawyer and his wife, Dexan, was in medical school at, at G-Dub at George Washington. And so um, in fourth grade, I remember... Uh, she was graduating from from uh, George Washington and she you know was asking me if I wanted to come to the graduation I was like of course so I went to her graduation uh, got to see her walk across the stage that was the first time I ever been to a college graduation so um, it, it kind of embedded something in me of where it is possible people do actually do this in real life um, it does happen um, so, you know, after the graduation, she put her cap on me and everything like that, which was pretty cool. Um, and, you know, I enjoyed it, you know. And so shortly after her graduating, um, we we sat down one day and she was tearing up a little bit. 
And I didn't know why she was, you know, a little sad. And I remember Mr. Cloen telling me like, you know, since Dexanne had uh, graduated, she has to leave to do her residency to practice being a doctor. Um, and the place that we're going to be going to is a city in California called Long Beach. And I remember thinking to myself, um, I don't know where Long Beach is, but I, I, I know I want to go. And so um, I remember them asking me, you know, if that was something I'll be interested in. I was like, absolutely. And they said, you know, talk to your mom, talk to your grandma um, and, you know, see what they say. So as soon as I got home, I talked to my mom and my grandma and, you know, the both of them pretty much left it up to me. And of course, that's what I wanted to do, uh, because I just knew at that age and at that time that um, the Clowens can provide me with a better life and um, kind of do more for me than what my grandma and mom could at that time. Um, so, you know, we decided probably within 10 minutes that that's what I wanted to do. And so the next step from there was going to court and getting custody. And so I remember going to court. I remember the judge asking me if I knew what was going on. You know, I, I nodded and agreed and said, yes, I do know what's going on. And, um, you know, the only thing I really wanted at that time was a pen to sign my name. So they gave me a pen. I signed my name. And next thing I know, I'm off to, to Long Beach, California. So I get to Long Beach and we live in the area uh, in East Long Beach, uh, right across the street from Cal State Long Beach in an area called Bixby Village. And, you know, that's that's pretty much where I spent um, fifth grade through 10th grade and uh, met a lot of cool people there. Um, but before everything, like when I moved to California, California wasn't what I thought it was going to be. You know, I remember thinking to myself, they're going to have these amazing palm trees and these limos are going to be everywhere and everything's going to be so clean. And it, it, it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't at all. I remember getting to LAX and thinking, Oh man, this isn't at all what I thought it was going to be like. Um, but obviously the weather, the weather was, so I couldn't really complain about that. Um, and the area that we lived in was a nice area. It was a cool area. Um, and then, uh, I remember getting used to that, uh, riding my bike around, trying to meet kids and things like that. Um, and then I also remember my very first day of school in fifth grade, I went to an elementary school called Kettering Elementary, um, Kettering kids, of course, uh, and I remember getting there and being obviously super new and thinking to myself that I've never seen so many kids of different races. Um, I had never seen uh, like a, an, an Asian individual uh, and, and communicated with one, like really communicated with one. I never, Latinos, Hispanics, no idea. Cambodian, like as far as the you know, category age, I, I didn't know, you know, I just thought everything was just one category. And so fifth grade definitely, definitely opened my eyes. I remember in fifth grade, when I sat down, we had quads, like four tables or four desks that were pushed together. And I sat down in one desk and right next to me was a girl named Debbie Rowe. And then across from her was a, a boy named Salvador Calderon. And then across from me was, you know, my best friend, that was Jane Bauer. Um, and it was, it was at the time, I didn't really think about it much, but now when you think about it, you know, you have black, white, Hispanic, Asian. That's just, that was kind of the, 
make of our class, um, to be honest. It was a nice even uh, divide. And I remember the first time sitting down looking at Debbie, Debbie Rowe, and she had this straight hair, like super straight hair. And I've never seen a girl with like super, super straight hair. So I remember one day I took a pencil and I like flicked it through a hair just to see if it would mess up, but it didn't mess up. It like came and just rested right back into place. It reminded me of like window blinds. And so I would do that for a couple of times. And then uh, she used to always give me a hard time and tell me to stop. But um, my fifth grade teacher was uh, Miss Daly, Monica Daly. And uh, I can honestly say if it wasn't for her, uh, I don't know how I would have made it through uh fifth grade just a transition just because she was so open-minded about everything um she was fun she there was something special about her that just made her a great teacher and uh with all due respect to all my other teachers she was probably my favorite teacher like she was she was by far my favorite teacher just in the sense of so I've learned I learned so much from her um uh discipline how to carry myself um how to be a better person how to be a good man um things like that and uh, you know, she also opened my eyes to the fact that um, girls can play basketball, too. And uh, <laughs> she definitely uh, schooled us a few times in basketball in fifth grade. But uh, I did learn a lot from her. Um, so shout out to, to obviously to, to Miss Daly and, and thank you for for everything. Um, and, you know, at the fifth grade, I uh, went to Hill Middle School and at Hill Middle School, uh, you know, sixth grade was was cool. Seventh grade was rough seventh grade was really rough um you know met a lot of my my good friends uh over over at hill and that was a good time um and that's when i started really to uh really really excel at sports was was at hill um ran track played basketball played football um and and had a good time at at hill uh for the three years that i was there um and then after hill i went to a school called long beach wilson and and that's when uh that's when things got real was at long beach um at wilson and i didn't understand that um things that i was experiencing going through at wilson uh i thought that was normal at every high school like i did when i was a kid you know i just thought that you know gangs uh violence fights um drugs i just thought that was just a normal thing and so i just kind of adapted to it and just rolled with the punches um ninth grade i played football basketball and uh and baseball and um the thing that kind of kept me out of a lot of trouble at wilson were, were sports and i remember a bunch of times of walking different places and being in an area that i shouldn't have been in or being in a place that i can i shouldn't say i shouldn't have been in i was there but the wrong group of people was also there but within that wrong group of people was usually one person who was like nah he's cool he plays football or nah he's cool he plays baseball and so sports was something that actually saved me and kept me out of trouble and kept me from getting jumped and beat up. And that's that's the truth. Um, and, you know, I, I learned a lot of things at Wilson. That's when I learned who your friends are, who to trust um, and, you know, who, who has your back and who has your best interest, uh, which was some great some great skills I, that I developed there. So, um, you know, shout out to Kenny Suji. Uh, that was my boy. Um, Jonathan Lewings, that was my boy. Um, Mel King, that was my other boy. Uh, Megan uh, McCoy, aka Megan Smith. Now that was my girl. She was, she's one of my good friends. So those are my um, 
my nice core group of friends when I was in uh, in high school at, at Wilson. And uh, we kind of looked out for each other and kept each other out of trouble. Um, so for that, I, I appreciate them. And um, that won't change. You know, they will always, always be my friends. Uh, so after my sophomore year, um, I started getting a lot of interest in football and recruiting. And I remember one day my dad came up to me and uh, by my dad, I mean, Mr. Clowen. So if I had to back up a little bit to fifth grade in fifth grade, I remember asking them if I can call them mom and dad because it was a whole lot easier. And for whatever reason, my mom started crying. I didn't understand why she started crying, uh, but now I do. So fifth grade, I started calling them mom and dad. So if you hear me from this point saying mom and dad, that's kind of who I'm referring to. Um, so I remember my dad came up to me, uh, you know, partway through my sophomore year, like it was about to end. He goes, hey, um, mom just got a job offer out in, uh, in Woodland Hills in the valley. And uh, there's a good chance that we will have to move. Are you are you okay with that? And I was like, Yeah, you know, whatever. Uh, I'm good with it. So uh, he was like, All right, since you're since you have you know since you have an open mind about it, um, let's go up and look at some schools. And he, he you know he was like, I'm gonna let you choose where you want to go to school. So the schools that uh, that we visited, uh, one was a school called Taft. Uh, another one was a school called uh, Chaminade, um, Sherman Oaks, Notre Dame. Uh, Calabasas, Crespi, and El Camino. So I remember I remember going to El Camino and my boy Kamara was with me. Kamara was from Long Beach. He went to Milliken, uh, but Kamara was with me. And I remember walking into um, the office at El Camino. And at, at Wilson, we had a dress code. So we couldn't wear anything that was red or blue. We couldn't wear British Nikes. We couldn't wear white socks, Raiders. We couldn't wear anything pretty much that had words on it, like nothing. And so at El Camino, they didn't have a dress code. So people were walking around in all types of hats, all types of stuff, anything they really wanted to wear. And so to me, this blew my mind. And I remember I walked into the office with my dad and Kamar and there was a girl, pretty girl. I don't, I wish I wish I remember her name, but uh, she walked up to me and uh, she's like, you know, hi, welcome to El Camino. Um, so-and-so, how can I help you? And I was like, oh, I'm, you know, a new student who could possibly be transferring in. I'm supposed to be meeting with uh, Coach Ishida. And so she turned around and started walking away. And she had on these little white teeny shorts. And I remember thinking to myself, and I looked at Kamar, and Kamar would like hit my arm. He was like, dude, 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 dude. And I was like, Kamar, I know. And I remember I looked at my dad. I was like, hey, dad, I think El Camino is the right school for me. Uh, and he looked down. He's like, yeah, okay, whatever. Um, so, uh, after that, you know, I met met Coach Ayashida, um, and you know, he was cool coach, um, you know, real just kind of uh, just straight faced and really, you know, give too much expression. Um, but I met him. Um, he gave me some gear, and El Camino was a, the school I chose. And uh, to this day, I believe I made the right decision. Um, I remember um, thinking to myself, "This is." this this could be cool and um little did i know in a few few weeks my life would change again um so in dc my best friend uh i call him a cousin um just because for the longest time we we really thought we were related um and you know so uh 
people will say, you know, blood is obviously what relates you. But, you know, in this case, Vic, uh, he definitely is my my brother. So Victor Cunningham um, came out. Victor, I'm sorry, Victor Ricardo Cunningham uh, <laughs> came out to visit and it it, it made it, it it made things feel better. Just knowing that I had a, a best friend, a cousin come out to to spend some time with me that summer. And it meant a lot, you know, so I was I was happy that my parents flew him out. Um, and so I thought, you know, hey, he's coming out for a visit and my man came out to, to live with us. So, you know, he was with us for um, he was with me, you know, for my junior year through high school, things like that. And that made that transition a whole lot easier. So I remember uh, going to El Camino and um, thinking to myself, this school is crazy because there was kids driving these expensive cars. Um, they had vending machines everywhere with all types of food in them and, and cup of noodles and, and soda machine. They had all types of stuff that, that I just wasn't used to. And then on top of that, they had this skinny little girl, skinny little black girl, this mascot, who would just get people so amped up for any and everything. Um, basketball games, pep rallies, all types of stuff. Um, and I remember my brother was looking at me one day and he was like, hey, she, hey, she's cute or whatever. And I was like, yeah, okay, cool. You know, you know, do what you need to do or whatever. Um, and, you know, that that little mascot at the time was uh, was Tiffany Haddish. So, you know, being able to to know that, you know, there's there's people out there who who can make it. And she's definitely, you know, one of those people who made it. And, uh, you know, um, proud to say that she's a, a good friend of mine and she and my brother dated for a minute um so got to spend some time with with tiff and get to know her and um you know it was a it was a good time 11th grade was a good year uh won the championship and then on top of that still you know getting recruited and everything for football uh and then also for track so i went to state for track football that year we won the championship so uh shout out to elko uh, for winning the championship uh had a good year that year as a fullback and as a, a outside linebacker. So um, football came natural to me. It was easy. And and that's why I stuck with it. Um, so after my junior year, um, you know, came up my, my senior year. Um, and in my, my senior year, you know, things were, uh, I thought, you know, they would be okay when it came to, to, you know, the whole football thing, but, and they were, they were academics were okay. Nothing great, but I did. All right. I did what I had to do. Um, and I had, a, I had a, a decent year in my senior year. And so I ended up, um, getting an offer and taking an offer from San Diego state. So I ended up at San Diego state on a full ride. And, and that's where, uh, that's, that's when things, uh, kind of took off and got a little, a little interesting, as well. Um, so I went to San Diego State, got there uh, the summer of 99, um, and it was rough. It was it was different school. It was a different mindset. I wasn't ready for it at all. Uh, and then there was a year that I was on academic probation. And I remember Bree White uh, told me, you know, you're on academic probation. And, you know, she was just like, I don't think you believe me. So she called my mom. And then my mom came down and spent like a week with me of taking me around and going to my different teachers and talking to them about what I needed to do to bring my grades up. Um, and that changed my life. And it was embarrassing as hell 
So for anyone listening to this, don't don't get yourself in that situation where your mom has to come down to school with you to get things uh, all straightened out, especially in college. That that was super embarrassing. Um, so I got through that, um, got through through college, played safety first couple years and played running back the next couple years. Um, had one big injury um, where I broke my thumb and I was out for the year. Uh, but outside of that, you know, it, it is what it is. Um, I learned an interesting uh, fact and quote from my boy, Bo Tricky, uh, who played linebacker with me at, uh, at SDSU. And he told me that his dad told him that half your competition will eliminate itself. And he was, he was on, he was right on. You know, we came in in a class of like 24. And then when we graduated, there was only five of us. Um, so it, it's something where, you know, you, you got to grind and push through things and things will get tough. Um, but you, you can't give up. Just, just keep pushing. Um, so after, after college, um, I graduated with a degree in public administration and, um, ended up getting a job at the boys and girls club in Huntington Valley. And then, um, right shortly after that, I got an opportunity to go to Europe to play football. So I ended up in Switzerland, played football for the Basel Gladiators, had an incredible year playing running back out there, um, and then had a couple tryouts with some NFL teams that didn't pan out. Um, and then I went to Europe again for another year, uh, same team, uh, did well again, um, and had a couple more tryouts, you know, with some different teams, out, you know, NFL teams here that didn't work out as well. Um, but you know, and then I was, I was faced with a decision, like, what am I going to do? And so I remember sitting there, uh, thinking to myself, what's next? And so, um, I decided to get into, uh, more into, uh, to, to working with kids. And so I started doing something, um, at the YMCA, uh, where I became a program director. And then I worked for a camp called, called super camp. So I'm going to back up a little bit to high school in 11th grade. The summer that Vic came out, I remember my mom came to me and she's like, D, I need you to watch this DVD. It's about the camp that I want you to go to. And I knew right away when she says something like this, A, I need to pay attention. And B, I don't have a choice. I'm going. I know I'm going. So I have to pretend like, oh, okay, this is cool. So my mom gave me this DVD and I put the DVD in and then it, it, it came across the screen said super camp where great kids become greater. And right away, right there, I, I knew, I was like, oh no, this is cheesy. I'm not, I'm not gonna make it. This is not gonna happen. And it was 10 days. This is a 10 day camp. So I knew she wanted me to go to this camp. Um, and so Vic and I didn't even fight it going to the camp. Um, this camp changed my life. So this camp really made me focus a little bit more on, on academics and made me kind of understand um, that there's a fun way of learning and there's an engaging way to get kids to, to want to listen, to want to pay attention, to want to take notes, to do things. Um, so fast forward to after football, I decided I want to go back to super camp and be a team leader or, um, team leader counselor or, um, motivational speaker, which is their, their team or their, I'm sorry, facilitators. So I interviewed, um, Things went well for this camp. My first camp I went to um, was at the Claremont Colleges. Uh, did an amazing job there, had a lot of fun. And then the next summer they hit me up. They're like, hey, you know, 
since you've done the first summer and you, you know, did a great job, we're going to give you the opportunity to pick you where you want to go. And I was like, oh, I'll do Stanford. And they're like, no, D, we don't think you understand. You can go anywhere in the world. Where do you want to go? And I was like, anywhere? They're like, yeah. So they're like, look in this map. So anywhere in this, anywhere that you see a little red dot, that's where you can go. And so I was like, all right, I want to go there. And it was Thailand. And they're like, cool, we'll send you to Thailand. So I went to Thailand and Thailand, uh, this is the first time I was really, I was in an, an Asian country. Um, and I remember thinking to myself that everywhere I go, um, it's a lot of pressure, but you're representing your race. So I'm representing African-American males, black American males. And so I remember telling myself, you can't act a fool because people are going to think this is how they all act. And so I remember getting there and um, there was a, a kid who was in my group. Um, and this kid would always stare at me, would always ask me questions. I didn't know why, um, but he was so intrigued with, with who I was and what I was all about. And so were a lot of the kids there. And it was something to where I, I, it took me a while to understand that some of these kids had never seen um, a black man in person um, and, and never, you know, communicated with them or, you know, did things with them as far as activities and things like that. So for them, this was a, a huge deal. And I, I, it took me a while to, to understand that. But his name was Mate. And Mate was, Mate ended up being my boy. And so after uh, the end of camp, I remember he wrote me a letter that I still have to this day. And it was, it was written in green ink. And he just told me about how much I changed his perspective of about African-Americans. And um, he thanked me for that. So, um, mate, uh, thank you, sir. You, you definitely opened up my eyes. Um, and, you know, I, I had a great time. So through Super Camp, I did a lot of traveling all over the world, different countries, talking to different kids about um, different life experiences. So while I'm doing super camp, I'm also working at the YMCA. After the YMCA, I started working at another company um, called Fremont, where I was more geared towards uh, career placement for for um, for our students. After Fremont, I went to American Career College, um, doing the doing the same thing. But then I transitioned into teaching and, and teaching a, the business side of it. Um, after American Career College, I went to UEI did the same thing at UAI as far as business. So um, in, in between that, uh, between the transition from um, Fremont to American Career College, I thought, I think I'm gonna become an Orange County Sheriff. And so I went through the whole testing process of an Orange County Sheriff and got through and made it. And so um, partway through the training and everything, I, I realized that it wasn't for me. And so, um, you know, I, I stopped with the Orange County Sheriff. Um, I, I don't, if anyone's wondering, I don't regret that decision. Uh, it, it's it's a it's a different beast. So for every cop out there, I definitely salute you and uh, respect you tenfold. So um, did the Orange County Sheriff deal didn't work out for me as far it was not my decision. Um, so then I'm doing the whole education part of it, and I knew at a time that education was where I wanted to do, but I wasn't sure. Um, and then, uh, this is where, uh, my childhood, I guess, um, I wouldn't say childhood, but, uh, high school time, Justin Graham came into play. And so Justin Graham, uh, played football with me at El Camino and opened my eyes to counseling and, uh, kind of helped mentor me through, you know, thinking about counseling. And 
Um, I knew high school age kids were the, were the age of where I, I could relate to um, just because I could tell a high school kid, you know what? Your mom really doesn't love you um, and, and get away with it. I can't do that to, to elementary school age kids because they take that seriously. But no, uh, seriously, though, but he kind of opened my eyes to that. And so I went to school, went to National University, graduated in, was it 14 months um, to become a a. Uh, Accounts. I got my master's there and um, actually interviewed in Colorado and got the job at, at Pine Creek High School as a first year counselor. So that's kind of my my transition to to where I am now. Um, and that's kind of where I, I, I want to kind of pause a little bit and stop. So that ends up and wraps up kind of the part of my life um, as to where I am now. Um, and I just want, you know, people to know. You know, don't sell yourself short and just, you know, do what you need to do as far as to, to keep pushing. Um, and as I said before, you know, remember to stay positive and, and know that things, you know, get tough for a reason and push through it. Um, the toughness that is um, and, and know that you're important and keep your head up. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll be here to to talk in a few days about uh, the next the next uh episode um and i'll keep you guys you know in tune with that so uh until next week i'm out thank you